countdown continues to two o'clock deadline for any trades to be done. On picks. Yes, pick trading and find out what's going to oh, happen. That's exciting stuff. Oh, yes. well, edge of my seat. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be on draft night. One man who's across all of this is a name and a name synonymous to WA football, Collingwood, of course, and also up through the region of uh, the Midwest Coast up there in uh, Northampton and Gerald and Ways Tarkin Lockie. He's the National Academy coach. He's been kind enough to join us on a pretty exciting time for a lot of young hopefuls, and he's seen them all. Appreciate your time, Tark. Thanks for joining us. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, it is an exciting time, and there is a deadline today. Now, I know you're not a player manager or at club land, so to speak. What's your expectation until the 2 o'clock deadline Perth time in regards to trade picking and the like through uh, a lot of interest around West Coast and North Melbourne and picks 1, 2, 3 and the like? What are you expecting? Yeah, well, it's sort of... Obviously, there's a bit of a a frenzy when the the player uh, trade period opens and closes, and particularly the last... Uh, the last little period of time before that deadline closes. So uh, nothing surprises in footy at the moment with um, with trading and whatever. So um, I don't personally, I don't expect there to be too much trading of, of picks and whatever today. Um, as we know, you can still do live live trading on draft night anyway. Um, but you ne- you never know. You never never know. So there's a lot of speculation around you know, West Coast pick and what does North Melbourne do with two and three and. Yeah, it's fascinating to sit back and watch. Hey, Tugs, um, as coach of the NAB AFL Academy, what do you actually do? Like, I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, there's the state championships and all that sort of thing, but you obviously you've got a, a, the AFL Academy is everyone all thrown in there together. How much time do you have with these boys yep. and what do you do? Yeah, so uh, it's a great question. So the the academy um, pretty much is recognition for for, for in this year was 30, 30 of the most talented players from across the country. Uh, so they come together. We had um, three three camps throughout the year where they came together as a whole group. Two of two of which um, also coincided with playing a game. So they got to represent and pull on the um, the Australian jumper and, and play together against. Uh, we actually played one game uh, as a part of gather round against Port Adelaide, and then played a few weeks later against Carlton's VFL side in in Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Uh, along the way, what we also do with all of those players, they get the opportunity to play. Uh, I'm sorry, to train in, in AFL clubs for a period of time. Um, and what we like to think is, uh, for, for most of the players, and we, we sort of hear about the, the top end of the draft, the names that um, we're all sort of starting to get familiar with in, you know, Reid and Dersmer and um, Curtin and McKercher, these guys. Um, we know that they're going to end up on an AFL list, but a lot, of, a lot of what our job is is how do we give them education experiences and learning so they not just get onto a list, but how do they thrive? Um, how do they actually come in? And we've seen... Same players over the last little period, Ashcroft, Fletcher, Sheasel, Wardlaw, Dacos, these types of guys that have been through the academy experience, they're coming in having significant impacts on AFL games. So mm. we feel like um, we're one part of one part of the talent um, sort of pathway and we're one touch point with the players, working in conjunction with their other programs, their state programs and their club programs to help support these guys so that when they come in, their transition into AFL footy is almost seamless. So... Feel like um, along along the other, you know, with the other programs, are doing a pretty good job. 
Oh, well, absolutely, because uh, the guys that we've had in over the last uh, few weeks, they've, they've blown us away with just their, I guess, their maturity and their understanding of what's ahead of them and that sort of thing. It's incredible stuff. There's still a lot of bad haircuts amongst them. You could do something yeah, with the haircuts and stuff. Tarks is a short back and side sort well, of bloke, mate. And what's yeah. going on I haven't there? changed my haircut in 20 years. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Hey, mate, just as usual things, champion. Of the WA boys, Tarks that were in the uh, AFL Academy. We've got obviously Curtin, Mitch Edwards, Riley Hardman. We've had all them on, and Colin Tholstrup. Who do you like? Yeah. Who do you like the most out of those? Oh, uh, as a as a person or as a player? Uh, as a, as a <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. No, don't go down that path. We'll just as as a footballer. Don't go down that path. <laughs> oh, no, look, they they all bring their own. They all obviously bring all their own unique strengths and, and characteristics. Um, so the ones that get spoken about, you know, um, Dan Curtin's had an out, absolutely outstanding um, junior career up until this point. He was sort of hampered a little bit last year with a bit of knee soreness and that sort of stuff. So he didn't um, get a lot of footy under his belt in his bottom age year. But certainly this year, his national champs in, in particular and the way he finished off his season was absolutely outstanding for WA. So he's, he's certainly one that we um, have really high expectations of for that first night of the draft. Um, others, you know, Colton Tholstrup's just an amazing kid. His story and the way that he conducts himself, um, he's, he's going to really endear himself to, to fans and, and his teammates when he gets his opportunity. Um, as one of those players with a really good balance of offense and defense, he's got some real power and a bit of X factor as well. So he'll, uh, he'll be super um, when he gets his opportunity. Um, Hardiman's got really good, really good speed and you ball yourself half back. And then Mitch Edwards is. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting character. He's a 206 centimetres, I think he is, a mobile ruckman that really loves to get out and around the ground. Uh, some of his centre-bounce tap work is, is just incredible, so... Yeah, they're all they're all different, but it should be a um, should be a pretty good night for the WA boys. Yeah, I well, let's hope so. It is now. This was Jason Dover in the studio. We had Daniel Curtin and Jason Dover in the studio earlier in the week. Jason Dover's his manager, TLA Worldwide. Have a listen to this for a bit of advice from Jason Dover towards West Coast. I can tell you what I've told clubs that he's the best I've seen come out of WA in over a decade. Wow. Um, yeah. He's a footballer and... And person. And person. Yeah. A well-rounded wow. person. And that's why, look, I'd, I'd say right now, if I'd pick one and I'm West Coast, I wouldn't be trading pick one. I'd be taking Dan Curtin. Repeat? Uh, I've got pick... Saying? I'm West Coast and I've got pick one. I wouldn't be trading that. I'd be taking Dan Curtin with pick one. You're telling West Coast you have pick one, take Daniel Curtin and not Harley Reid? Yep. We talk about generational talents. Dan, in my eyes, is a generational talent and one of the best that's come out of WA in a long time. Thoughts, Tarks? Wow, it's a big statement, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, look, I think like like any um, like any like anyone, you've got an obligation to um, support your players and and whatever. I think the the fortunate thing in, in any time that you've got those really early picks in the draft is um, you've got the opportunity to. Um, to pick sort of, you know, what do you need, what do you want, what do you value, and every, everyone's got their own opinion. That's why that's why this time of the year we sell so many papers and so many, list, so many people listen to, to shows like this. It's, it's great great to, to have a thought um, and have an opinion on. At the end of the day, the West, the West Coast recruiting staff are reckon they're going to keep their cards pretty close to their chest. Um, you know, whether they trade the pick or they don't, um, we're all pretty confident they're going to get a, a really good player at that top end of the draft, so... 
Yeah, fascinating to sit back and watch like everyone else. One thing we know is the West Coast—they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Uh, whatever they yeah. decision they make, they'll uh, they'll come under scrutiny for. You've seen, you know, obviously the talk is Harley Reid. Out of your group of, of players there at the academy, Tarks is is Harley that far above everyone else from, from a football point of view? Oh, look, I think um, look, he, he has had an absolutely outstanding. Um, leading to, to this point of his career. His, his bottom age year uh, for Vic Country and for Bendigo Pioneers, you know, he was an All-Australian last year, playing sort of half-back, half-forward, winning games pretty much off his own boot. Um, and then, you know, did it, did it again this year and has also done it at VFL level sort of later in the year, played some outstanding VFL footy. So, look, he's... He is um, an amazing, an amazing player. Um, the scrutiny that he's been put under, and the the, the amount of speculation that's been thrown yeah. his way, is uh, something I've never experienced. Having watched sort of Will Ashcroft and Nick Dacos come through over the last couple of years, like it's actually it's been a couple of levels above what they actually had to put up with. So he's conducted himself really well. The one thing that we know about all of these players is there is a gap between the pathway and the AFL. Um, and for Harley, he, he knows that he's still got work to do. He's definitely not a finished product at this point. And that's the that's the great unknown. Um, you know, he's done everything he can up until this point. He's gone about his business exceptionally well, like a real professional. Uh, he's a great kid from a really good family. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of certainties there, and it gives him a gives him a good um, good grounding. But there's there's no guarantee. So um, we'd like to think he's going to be a you know um, a wonderful AFL player. But there's he's still got work to do. He's under no illusions about that. Now this is the first time we've spoken to you, but we've been, had the other cheer squad member, pom pom leader in uh, Scotty Cummings, cheering for Collingwood since that wonderful day. You must have enjoyed Grand Final day, <laughs> even though you're an independent observer for the AFL and worker for the AFL. Now you're still rusted <laughs> on black and white. Uh, what did you make of it? And what an, a great occasion! What what a great what moment a for Australia. Footy. Well, we, um, we we were really fortunate. So we, we actually get to put on an exhibition game the morning of the grand final. We play the Futures game with the 17s, which is um, next year's craft group. So we're sort of at the at the ground from about 8.30 in the morning. We're out on the surface watching the kids run around. The, the spectacle of the day, the enormity of the occasion... Um, and the way that the AFL sort of put on the the show is uh, is incredible. Um, it really is a, an amazing event. Um, and then you actually get to the game, and that was even better. Um, you know, just the contest, both sides in a real arm wrestle. We had that really good balance between contest and offense, and some good defense. Like it was just an unbelievable game. And I, I think I mean, clearly, you know, both Scotty and I are, are quite biased, and we're pretty happy with the result. Um, the shame is that someone had to lose. Like it was just an amazing game. Mm. Um, so I just yeah I just love the love the occasion and love the spectacle. It was Wasn't unreal. a shame. And then the no um, shame. There was no shame at all that someone had to lose. They did it to well they did it to you twice they and uh, they yeah. it was I thought it was poetic justice. Uh, Tarks, last one for you. Now we know you are with the National Academy, of course, and uh, the coach of that. Any aspirations to to coach at a higher level for you personally? Like uh, you know, at, at and I'm talking of AFL level at, as a standout coach. We're seeing what Craig McRae's doing. I, I, I look at you and think probably slightly different pathway, but at the same time, is you know, do you want you have aspirations to to coach? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I was really fortunate to spend 
nine years coaching at Collingwood once I retired as yeah. a player. Um, saw a really good opportunity to come across the AFL in this, this role that I'm currently doing, which I've absolutely loved and, and got to see so much. Like I get interactions with all 18 clubs now, which is fantastic. Also get a good opportunity to work across both boys and girls programs. So that's something a little bit unique and, and different. But yeah, um, at some stage down the track, I do want to get back into a club. Um, I'd love to be a love to be a, a head coach at some stage in the in the near future, um, but with an understanding, you know. Once again, I've got I've got um, area of areas of growth that I want to keep exploring and, and round myself out as a coach. But yeah, certainly aspirationally, I'd love to um, love to explore where it could get to. Would you ever like to come back to WA and maybe coach WA? <laughs> well, there's not too many head coaching roles in WA at the minute, so that might be a little bit of. A little bit away from me. Hang but in there, mate. One day we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be that Hang in there, Tase. <laughs> uh, hey, mate, appreciate your time. All the very best. It's an exciting time. The, the countdown continues to the 2 o'clock deadline today, of course, because it is all about trade picks. Oh, and yeah. also we can't wait for the 2 o'clock deadline because then it'll go on to draft night. So West Coast, who knows what's going to happen. Appreciate your time, mate. No worries. Thanks for having us. Dark and Lockyer, there he is from the AFL Academy. He does a great job. Um, and gee, you didn't miss him with the first question. What do you do? Oh, that's sort well, of. It's interesting to find out what their actual role is and their responsibility is for a group of blokes. Have you heard the answer? Because I think he does a remarkable job. Yeah. The whole crew do a remarkable job. Well, it's a, well, you know what? If his if his remit is that they're preparing boys for AFL football, then there hasn't been one that we've spoken to that's been. Oh, geez, you've got a long way to go, pal. They all seem pretty ready, don't they? Yeah, very much so. Uh, it's a can great we get opportunity a, for these boys. Can we get an update on the poll, please, uh, Mr Maestro? Because oh, today's be poll is t- TV in bedroom, which... Uh, I'll be bolting this. Well, it is in front. I can't believe it is a yes. Goes to 60-40 at this stage. Well, I'm surprised it's that tight, to be honest with you. Staggering. TV's in bedrooms. Yes. Where do you put them? On the wall. On the wall, or on the on an entertainment unit, or on a wardrobe, or whatever you like, you, you just put it on there in front of your bed. Seriously, you should do other things in your bedroom, mate. Well, when you go to bed at eight thirty, there's not a lot of other things happen in their bedroom, all right? So just go on a TV. Twenty-four. Start me on that one. Twenty-four past seven. Breakfast radio is a real killer. Cody and Goss, Andrew Gaze after seven thirty.